0: All right, guys, Thursday edition sports cards, nonsense. Um, Throwaway episode. This edition. is a throw. Yeah, we're leaving town today. <laughs> we're leaving in a couple hours, as a matter of fact. Uh, importantly, we're going to hit on a couple card things. The show on Monday with Bill was, of course, NBA heavy, sport heavy. Today's going to be a little bit more card heavy. We're going to hit on a couple grading topics. What a boring lead, by the way. You, you want to be excited about the show? We're going to talk about grading. No, but we are going to talk about to DJ. I don't remember how to pronounce his last name. DJ Kaz, vice president of sales from Panini, America. He's coming out at the end of the show. <laughs> Jesse literally just turned his camera on. But I want one clip of this, Ronick, wherever you want to put it. Ronik, can you jump on for a second? What do you see Ronick. when you look at Jesse's screen right now? Just to give the people a little description here.
1: I see a, a green screen and a, and a shirtless man. Yeah.
0: I
2: was told this was vacation day. We're going on a flight and it was a throwaway episode, basically. If that's the case, I don't have to put on a shirt or pants.
0: I don't remember the last time I saw you topless, which I'm okay with. <laughs> you uh, know
2: we're sharing a room at this thing. That's all you're going to see, bud. Okay. I don't well, wear. I like to get comfortable is all I'm saying. I just
0: think it's an interesting move just no shirt on. Do you have pants on? I have something. I have cloth in between me and my chair. Are you sitting, Are you literally just <laughs> in your boxers doing the show? Leave me
2: alone. This is a podcast, not a vodcast. We've made that abundantly clear lately. The people are very upset, but that's what it is. And why Why do I need a shirt on?
0: You are checked out. Good for you. We are leaving for the Wisconsin Dells show in a couple hours. Uh, and then, of course, we've got a nice little drive to get there because we're flying into the wrong state. That's okay. That's
2: your that's your fault. You distracted me. Mm,
0: yeah. We, let's put some sort of a semblance of a show together. We got a bunch of mailbag questions this week. We haven't done that in a couple of weeks. We're going to do that. Uh SGC grading. This was one of the topics, like I said, for guys who don't care about cards. This is a very boring topic to start with. We got a couple sports things that hit fast, but hey, hey, Mike, before we get started,
2: I gotta I gotta go ahead and say it because the fans are saying it and I've been saying it. Stop down talking the show. Don't say things are boring. Don't say things are getting we're getting canceled. People listening don't want to know they're listening to a canceled show. No
0: cancel talk, but some of these topics I hear, as a card person, I'm interested, but I'm like, there has this is no appeal to the masses when you start talking about grading. I'm
2: interested, and in, so that that's one person that's not in the card industry.
0: So, that's it. This is literally you know. just a free-for-all. There's a bunch of quick hit topics we're going to touch on. I've got some trivia for you. This was Jesse's idea. He wanted me to ask him sports-related trivia on air to prove uh, his Because I want to show the people I know what I'm doing. You are showing the people it's plenty, pal. Brutal. When you show up with no top on, you are showing more than they needed, so... I don't
2: I don't understand if I was a chiseled buff dude everyone would be like yeah okay that makes
0: a lot of sense does it though and do you think there's just a bunch of shirtless buff guys just doing podcasts like is that do in you, your head do you think they're not I just I don't I don't know I don't see the podcast with topless people often well that's on you bro because right. you're not watching the right ones all right cool I'm excited dudes. uh by the way big mail day for me n95 masks for us Got a few Hello. Ones. Authentic, pal. The wives are going to be happy. All right. SG. right. Let's move through this. We can be done. I can go pack and get out of here. DJ will be on at 1 o'clock. I hope to God he's not late because we're shutting it down if he is. Um, SGC dropped their pricing last week. We should have talked about this Monday, but with Bill on here, it didn't make a lot of sense. Richard Simmons, don't talk grading. That's his motto. No, he so. do not. Um, so SGC went from 75 back to 30. Uh, it's awesome. an awesome. Inter- yeah, I mean, my thing is this. I hate the fact that they raised the pricing right when at- PSA did it. You know, the 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 uh, the motive behind it was, hey, let's raise pricing to kind of prevent guys from sending in. I don't know. From the start, I've always said I was just a bigger fan of PSA just shutting down. If you have to do that to prevent, just shut down. Because had I sent stuff in a month ago, I'd be pretty irritated when it's getting processed now at 75 bucks, but everybody else is paying 30 I think that's a bad look. That's me. I think it's a good move that they did it. I mean, it should be cheaper. And now it's going to be, I mean, compared to PSA and BGS, it is super cheap, especially once we see PSA's new pricing. I'm imagining this is going to be way cheaper. It should be. PSA's new pricing. What do you mean by that? Like, I'm it, sure we, once they open back up, we're going to get new pricing for all the levels. I'm imagining You think it's going to come down quite a bit or is it going to go up? I don't. I think it's going to be. I think it will be as high. I don't think you're going to be able to get a card graded for less than 25 or 30 bucks. 25 was the price when they shut down for like the economy level. Um, when you're talking about a year, it's so distracting. You're taking sips out of a teacup and just it's amazing. I don't, it, I don't know. Understand? If we were at a beach, no you'd be like, you'd be like, oh yeah, okay. Jesse, Aren't you a whatever. shirt
2: guy at the beach? we have been to the beach. You don't you wear no, a shirt? No, I take t- no. I'm shirtless. Good Maybe for you. through my teen years, it was it was a rough middle school's rough. If you want to go shirtless and you're a man of size, so as an adult, I've grown into it. Let's talk. I'm fine with it. Let's talk about your teen <laughs>
0: Okay, So SGC. So so here is my play with SGC. I'm still not sending high end stuff there because I don't. I, I want my return to be the best. If you have like pre-war or super vintage stuff, like old vintage, SDC is as reputable and as trusted as just about, as PSA or BGS. They outsell I mean, this is a
2: serious question though. Pre-war, you mean like pre-World War II? Like anything? Like the super old, the tobacco
0: cards, the old stuff. But how many people have cards like that that are uh, getting
2: graded still?
0: Yeah, very, very few. I mean, but there are people who still do it. and they're definitely an authority on that market. I mean, they are as respected. The retail is not as high as PSA, but the gap between SGC and PSA is much narrower on vintage. On ultra-modern stuff, it's not even close. PSA is like far and away, just blows everybody out of the water. Um, they would be my second choice in grading right now. First choice, I'm still waiting on PSA. Super high-end stuff, I'm sending in right now at the $300 level. You know, anything lower than that, I'm probably holding off to see what happens in July and what, what opens back up. Um... But if you want to do this, we've talked about like the turn and burn game. If you want to go out and buy a bunch of the cheap paper base and cheap chrome base of stars and rookies and just send it in, I would roll with SGC quick because I think it's worth it. I think you'll get a decent multiplier if it comes back a 9-5 or a 10, which by the way, I hate that they do that and there's not a huge distinction. I hate that there's a 9-5 and a 10. With Beckett, with BGS, it's a massive difference. Pristine 10 is just two to four times. To- I bought a Pristine this weekend. Two to four times what a 9-5 is. That's not the case with SGC. So I hate that they have both levels, but whatever.
2: So I get my card graded by SGC. It's, I go from raw to graded. Let's, and let's just say PSA 10, or I'm sorry, SGC 10. Which
0: is their mm-hmm. highest grade, yep. Highest grade. What would you say the multiplier would be? So I talked to just a few people about this. Again, just sticking with the ultra-modern market, because it's so yeah. hard to say. You know, If you're setting in fair. a Jordan rookie, it's different, obviously. But the ultra-modern base stuff, Seems like gem is two to two and a half times raw. Uh, Excuse me, SGC 10 is that. Nine fives, though, sometimes are only one and a half times, sometimes a little bit less even. At other times, though, they were two to two and a half times the same as, and you will see if you look at comps, there are some SGC 10s that sell for the same price as SGC nine fives. I just don't think they've done a great job marketing the difference, is my thing.
2: Well, so my thought is, okay, do I wait for PSA? For most. Because there is a different, there's obviously, you're going to get paid better on a PSA over an SGC. All day. Is the multiplier more? Yes. If I wait on a card that may, that card may go down in value, but the multiplier is more on PSA, or do I go ahead with the smaller multiplier and go now
0: when the card value is higher? So if you think the card is volatile in any way, then I would go SGC right now. Their turnaround time is unbelievable right now, too. Like 20 to 30 days on a lot of their cert. People are getting cards back in under two months. You're not getting anything back in under two months of PSA. Even express orders. My order from, uh, what is it? I had a five day order that went in at the beginning of January. Five day express, going to cost me like 300 bucks. It just got checked in the other day. It's not graded yet. Oh, wow. So I. And I think there's this fantasy for some people, like as soon as PSA opens back up, I'm sending everything because I'm going to get back fast because there'll be no backlog. And I was not clear about this when we talked about this the last time either with that letter from PSA. It just means what that letter meant is we are caught up with getting everything put, almost everything put into the system. So it's passing the initial inspection, getting into the system, getting cataloged, which is huge. It's still awesome progress. Uh, I've been getting my pop not my pop reports, my uh, updates on where my orders are, they have been moving more steady now than at any time in PSA's history. But that doesn't mean that a 30-day order or an economy order come July 1st, you're going to send in July and you're going to get it back in three months. It's Still going to be a year on that stuff. They're catching up, but I I don't think people realize how far behind they are. And I think that's actually having a huge effect on the card market. I mean, you're not going to pay as at first, and I was totally wrong about this too. I thought raw cards were going to take off more because people just thought, oh, well, grading's not as much of a thing. I think in general, a lot of people just said, oh, I can't buy it to grade and flip and make a bunch of money with PSA, so they've kind of held off. You've got some people slowly trickling uh, into like SGC, CGS, different different HGA. ones. Yeah, HGA. But it's tough. I'm not buying raw with the thought of grading with any of those and making a huge return. Like you've got to be super selective. Quite Until frankly a, a PSA nine. Something big. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, a PSA nine holds as much weight with most with most mass produced ultra modern stuff as a gem does with a lot of these other companies. So interesting. Yeah, it's just tough. Overall, though, in a perfect world, people would be like, you know what? We like SGC with ultra modern. Hey, we like the holder. I don't, but some people do. You know, let's start using them. And if that happens and we start kind of getting more into the market, if the resale of SGC could rise dramatically, that would be the best thing for the card market. Another grading option, it takes some of the backlog away. It helps the hobby. What I hate about people who grade is they're so loyal. They're loyal to a fault and they're just incredibly biased, which for me to realize that is something. I hate tall people. Anything (laughs) from New York. I don't like most things because of my bias.
2: Did you know you were biased? I just assumed you never knew.
0: What's the plural of bias biases 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 Biases. i have a lot of biases um yeah it's not someone's gonna write too don't put that on youtube this this. is
2: not the grammar podcast this guy doesn't know
0: plurals. shut up um (laughs) i remember what i was talking about now oh biases they're so by like if you say anything about a non-psa graded card psa loyal is it. i'm pretty loyal to psa in the fact that i'm loyal to that Reese. i like what i get my return for Why wouldn't you want more viable options, though? I would love it if BGS would clear up their backlog and and open up into the game again. It's great. The more competition in the space is is a good thing. I think this is a small step in the right direction. And I'm not saying all of a sudden SGC is challenging PSA in any way. Not even close. But it's a step in the right direction. You know, I also think Peter should have come on this show. I saw he went on YouTube uh, with Sports Card Investor. I've talked to Peter on the phone. I don't know why we didn't get the call. Quite a big audience here, pal. Should have come over here, but he did not. You know why? I'll tell
2: you why. I'll tell you why right now. You're not wearing shirts. (laughs) No, he would have definitely come on if he knew that. It's because you keep telling everybody we're getting canceled. He's like, oh, I'm not going on that canceled show. When in the reality is, we are the most popular sports card podcast out there. Fun fact for all you listeners positive Jesse, negative. uh, It would have been really great if your name started with a Nick. Nancy. Negative
0: Nick. Nick. Nick, Nick. Man, Nancy'd be tough. All right, I'm going to randomly insert these into the podcast. Wait, wait, wait.
2: Just for everybody who's wondering, why isn't he talking about the Target shutdown? We're going to talk about that. Yeah, that's a what DJ is coming
0: on. We're not going to speculate about this nonsense. DJ is the VP of sales for Panini. He's going to talk about Target, Walmart. We only have like five or 10 minutes. We've got to catch a flight and he can't come on until one. So, randomly insert a trivia question. 1998, the most the most significant year in baseball in our lifetimes. Who were the two players involved in the home run chase?
2: Uh, Sosa and Mark
0: McGuire holy crap i did okay yeah we're, that feels good don't raise your arms again remember the shirt situation yeah do you remember what hey do you remember how many home runs mark mcguire ended with oh god no i it was like wasn't it like
2: was it in the 50s this is or 60s yeah it's embarrassing 70
0: okay I'm, I'm shocked i'm shocked you knew i think it's what if I, I said 300 okay i could have said 300 i thought you were gonna get sosa and that's it okay the other point with PSA, I do think we're starting to see this have an effect when they open up. I think this, I think PSA being shut down is is contributing to the decline right now because we're seeing a pretty big decline in dip. Even baseball now in season, uh, Acuna, Tatis ha- have mm-hmm. dipped off quite a bit. Soto's had an unproductive year and has been injured a little bit off and on, so he's dipped. Um, there's some prospects though that are still very high. Kilenic getting the call up, his stuff spiked. You know, Trout having a great season but dipping. Otani had a spike at the beginning, but now he's kind of tapered off. You know, I, I think we're going to see this throughout the year, though. There's so many games, and and there definitely is a decline in the sports card market right now. No question. I just think we're we're near the bottom, and we're going to start seeing things kind of pick up. Uh,
2: and I think well, I think it has a lot to do with the economy too. Like the we're sure. seeing inflation, and you're seeing the market tank like the last few days. I mean, honestly,
0: there isn't really many investments today that are doing well. My Ethereum position, by the way. Yeah. From Tuesday night at one o'clock when it went absolutely nuts. Was it Tuesday?
2: What night did it go? What? Wednesday? It? No, it was up yesterday.
0: It was up so yesterday. So not last night, but the night Until, right. yeah, Elon. Because it, like, it hit like 44 like 43. No, I went yeah, higher than that. It, it is down to 36. So my position is literally worth about $17,000. I've lost, well, I haven't lost because I'm not selling it. I'm holding that long term. But it's been a huge decline. People are pouring a ton of money into crypto, though. Even card yep. rooms. Look at all the guys jumping into crypto and all the coins, which makes sense. It takes money away from the card market, though. The stupid NFT thing, which I'm completely out on everything NFT now. I hate it again. Completely. Uh, <laughs> Here's an NFT.
2: down just like everything else. But as soon but as you it, see the card market go back up, I guarantee you you see that. at least Maybe not to
0: the same level, but at least back up. But it took spend away from the hobby to some guys. A lot of guys yeah, are on a budget. Sure. So if you're spending an NFT, if you're but spending in so crypto... Many- there's so
2: many guys with budget who have nowhere to spend it. They want to spend it somewhere. So they have to get an NFT because they can't get their
0: hands on cards. Yeah, they can't get their hands on wax. But the singles game is not slowed down that much. The prices have, but it's still accessible. Well,
2: but again, remember, you're opening up a whole another market when you're thinking about NFTs with international people. You yeah, know?
0: and I think a lot of card guys, too. Everybody wants to be first with prospects and rookies. I mean, yeah. I want to get into... I had a guy talking to me about crypto punks. my buddy D.O. I don't even know what that is. but People are spending money there. I just mean there's a lot of other places where people think, hey, we can get in ground level. I have more. I have almost as much. If you take out my PC, my Brady's and all that stuff, the birds, I have about as much money in crypto right now as I have in, in the rest of my card collection total without it's the PC Not after involved. this
2: weekend. We're spending it all in Wisconsin, baby. Hello. Yeah, I hope so. Well,
0: but, you know, actually, though,
2: give us deals. You know, guys listening, please give We're us We're
0: buying deals. it. Here's a deal. Jesse's going to show up <laughs> topless. He's going to sign autographs and say straight cash, homie, and then... We're buying at 37% of comps. What year was LeBron James drafted? 2003. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. I don't want I'm any more comments you. that my co-host doesn't know sports. <laughs> you shut your mouths. He is oh my he is goodness. an almanac. I am shocked. <laughs> I didn't think you were getting that either. Okay, perfect. Good for you. Um, the one bright spot, the one bright spot I would say is the football market. Football is stronger during this offseason than any offseason we have ever seen in football. I mean, the fact that Mauro, Herbert, Contenders is coming back. Um, <laughs> the so hype bad. for 2021 is crazy strong and score is out or came out yesterday, I believe, or comes out tomorrow. Score is going to sell really well on the single side. It's their first pro, or it's not pro uniform, but it's their first rookie stuff coming out. That's going to sell. Look what the tops Trevor Lawrence stuff did. So as much as there's a lot of down, you know, stuff that has tanked and has, is quite a bit down, football is super hot, which you've never seen before. So again, Pulling away from basketball, pulling away from baseball. When I will start having some actual fear of the market is if in eight days from now, when the official, so after the Hall of Fame ceremony this weekend, the play-in rounds and the actual playoff start, if we don't see a decent spike in pricing, like 10 to 20% across the board on relevant playoff guys, then I'll start to think, okay, maybe there's something, maybe there's something to this whole dip. I would say, even with that being the case, it's just... It's
2: hard to say when the rest of the market, when I say market, I just mean like the investment market in general, like stocks, bonds, crypto, whatever, is all sliding right now. Yeah, but
0: this used to exist separate to that.
2: I agree. I agree with that. It's just when two things are happening at once, it's kind of hard to say for sure that the market, the baseball or the sport card market by itself is faltering when everything else seems to
0: be. It's interesting, the swings in wardrobe. Simmons was here three days ago, you had a shirt and tie on. Simmons is not here. Are you gonna put on a shirt for DJ? DJ's a VP of like, a, yeah, you gotta oh, put yeah. a shirt on for <laughs> DJ. What are we doing here? I have a, sh-
2: here's the thing. For all you know, I'm wearing a sweet tank top. It's really deep. All, for the people who can't see, you can see to my collarbone and up.
0: You just see some bare shoulders. I that's would actually all. like to have this guy back on at some point. So, cover yourself before he gets here, please. <laughs> My God. Okay. So, football's hot. Cool. Here's a couple other yep. statements we've heard a lot lately. I just want to address them because, again, this is stuff I've had in the content bag and never used. And I don't have, like, a huge opening story. I just don't care. Jalen Brown's hurt. Celtics is still going to win a series because I'm biased. There you go. By the way, that's why I don't love doing shows like we did Monday. I liked a lot about Monday's show, but yeah. the speculating against matchups before it's locked in, I hate. Because we were talking all about the heat and the, I mean, the Knicks and the... Uh Hawks. Yeah. I don't even know if they're gonna play each other now. And then all of a sudden Miami was gonna come in and give a you know, I was like, hey, they could beat Milwaukee and now, yeah, what if they don't play Milwaukee? That's on me. But yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Probably the most watched show we've ever had and by far the most watched YouTube clip. So people love the content no matter what, whether we're wrong or not. <laughs> so one phrase that has become cop so these are three things that just make me angry because I don't okay. I'm happy Ooh. today, so I don't mind having my angry thoughts because I'm not gonna go manic about it. <laughs> X, Y, and Z, plug in whatever example you want, that's just ruining the hobby. So Uh-oh. just for you pessimists who say that type of nonsense and garbage, by the way, Ethereum just dropped again. I got to shut off this app because this is not good. Turn now, off your phone. Um, the hobby's not ruined. The hobby is bigger now than it's ever been. People have made more money in the space. It is a huge marketplace. People are viewing it as an investment now like they haven't before.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: We're not anywhere near a junk wax era despite what people think. The hobby is not, there's no one example you can point to, and I would absolutely think, you're right, that is ruining the hobby. People who say that I just feel like are really just bitter and they just are people who got caught up in the old way of doing things, and things have changed. But breakers are ruining the hobby. Nope. Making more product accessible to people. And yes, they're making a ton of money themselves. You know, not being able to find wax, it's ruining the hobby. No, because when you can find it, it's worth more. And the hits that come out of it, singles follow the wax market. You're making more money. Whatever. Hate that, hate that sentence. Flippers. Flippers are the most hated people in the hobby.
2: Did you see that picture of the guy outside Target with like, like it was like something about like everyone hates flippers or Jesus hates flippers. Oh, he's holding up the sign. Yeah, Jesus hates flippers. Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, quite frankly, I love them just for the memes we get to see. That's makes it worth it for me. You know, (laughs) they have a huge role in the hobby. Do I like the fact that they can go and do that? No, but I also don't blame flippers for that. I blame Panini, which we're going to talk to DJ about. And I blame, I wish I knew how to pronounce his last name, by the way. I should have had you research that. DJ Panini, that's his name. Go. Kaz. <laughs> I hate that Panini's allowed that, and I hate that the large retailers have enabled them to do that. Now, they've stepped in now, and like we said, Target is temporarily going to stop uh, selling boxes. But, you know, if you don't like it, I, I, to me, either you accept as a company, hey, this is what's happening, and you don't care. And I don't care if that's your case. If you don't, don't want to get involved, that's fine. But I don't blame the actual person. I mean, it is what it is. They saw an opportunity to go in and make a ton of money. That's fine. Which leads me to statement number three that I think is stupid. It's ruining this for the kids in the hobby. I don't want to be pessimistic here, but like the kids I know who are like a little older than you, like, like Charlie Charlie's yeah. young, but like nine to 15 year olds, you'll see this at the show too. There'll be a handful of kids. The kids that are in the hobby though are unbelievably like wise financially. It is weird. Most of them. Because <laughs> they have, they've like, Viewed this as a side hustle from the age of yeah. like 10 and 12. This is like the modern day lemonade stand, except these dudes are like, hey, I'll go grow my own lemonades too because then I can make money on that.
2: They've all been watching Gary V. And yeah, like they're just- How he
0: made money as a kid. The education level in the free market, especially in the card market, it just starts at a much younger age now. But kids going to like Walmart with their parents to want to buy a box, you can still do that because there's still cheap product to be found. I just think that's, honestly, I just think that for the most part, it's a cop out. Like, I know more pe- more examples of people, at least in my circle, not people I actually associate with because I think it's despicable. But <laughs> I think there's more people that just drag their kids there so they can get around the one item per person rule than there are kids that want to go. I think there's more adults oh. who are just like forcing their kids to go so they can get a box and flip it than there are kids who actually want to do it. So I, I don't know that I don't really know that the hobby has been ruined for kids. You know, and, and a, and I think
2: there's definitely cases where that happens, but sure. I think, like you said, there there are more kids out there who have less interest.
0: Yeah, I just think like now, I mean, every kid's got like an iPhone or an Android or something. By the time they're seven, they're all walking yeah. around with iPads like they're all walk- MacBooks and playing games and. You know, Fortnite and all this other <laughs> crap. I don't know what any of it is, but that's.
2: Can someone cut this audio
0: and yeah, like, put it
2: over like an old man yeah. sitting at it? A- <laughs> but like
0: realistically, you think like a kid wants to go to like a card show with you? And, and some do. I, when I was growing up 30 years ago, that's what I did with my dad. It was awesome. Like we bonded over it. He didn't care mm-hmm. about cards, but he loved sports. Like in our circle of friends, how many people are like legit sports fans?
2: Oh. In I your don't circle, no. You are. You yeah. are. Yeah. But you, you, you hang out more with like the friend. hipster
0: crowd. Not that they're hipsters, but they're into like music and art and different crap. Yeah. I just think there's this fantasy world where it's like, we're ruining it for kids. They can't go to the store with their dad. There are examples of that. No question. I also think though, if you were doing that in the first place, your father was probably in the, or mother, whoever it was, was probably in the hobby a little bit anyways. Yeah. And if they are, then they've made a ton of money over the past 10 years. So quit being cheap and go buy the box for the kid anyways. (laughs) <laughs> like that's what I would tell you,
2: like real seriously. I just you've already you've probably killed it. Go spend some money, or I mean, what yeah. about the fact that we still have like there's still opportunity? All right, get past the whole you have an issue with breakers or something like that, right? But like you can still get into those. I mean, and still get if you want. Yeah. How often have I gotten in on one of yours? And I've just heard you be like, "All right, here's a bunch of cards. I'm going to send them to whoever wants them." Like, yeah, and Eddie does that stuff.
0: Eddie does that stuff all the time. Eddie just ran a, Eddie ran a Stacks break and lost like $1,000. Probably It probably cost him more than $1,000 when it came to actual value given away and shipping. I know it did. Actually, I talked to him on the phone about it. He didn't care. He's like, you just got to have a kid. And he even did something. It was super cool how he did it. This was like three weeks ago. He even gave every family like, hey, you five guys, about this time I'll be on. It was awesome. Kids got to come in and pick their own thing and he gave away a ton oh, of that's stuff. A,
2: that is really cool. Well, and I yeah. was at Target the other day and granted, you know, who knows what this, how long this Target thing's going to last, but... They had, uh, what is it, Tops Heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that is known to be good or not, but they had a ton of it just sitting around. Sure, it's not great. And our store has nothing, by the way. Stores around here get wiped out by flippers. Well, this one actually had a bunch of packs. I was like, this must be garbage, but I'm going to buy
0: some anyway. But So that's my argument. If that's garbage and it's still sitting there, well, I thought yeah. the reason we wanted kids in there was because it's just a hobby for them. So it's not garbage to them. It's a pack of cards. It's an experience. Exactly. But then it becomes, well, yeah, but they want Prism. Do they want PRISM or do you want PRISM? Yeah, you want PRISM so you can go buy yourself a new car. I don't mind that, but then just stop being cheap and buy it on the secondary market. Speaking of, uh, so I have this Albert Pujols card. Mike, what's this worth? I'm going to guess nothing, but I don't know. Is it nothing? Albert Pujols, is that Mookie Betts on there with him? Uh, yeah. Okay, next question. What card company has the exclusive rights to MLB logoing on their cards?
2: Oh, uh, that's uh, Bowman uh, Tops. These questions are way...
0: I thought you were way dumber than you are. That's you hard. don't
2: realize I play dumb, you know? Hey, you Man, know what else God, we're going to... You I know what's different
0: sports. today? We're going to do a little bit of a change, and I don't think you're going to love it. Straight cash homie. Boom. Was that the change? <laughs> that's the change. There's your straight cash homie. Just did People it. are going to revolt. Oh, yeah. my we're God. Just, you want to do it? Go ahead. We're jumping right into it. Straight cash homie. Now go put a shirt on while I do this because DJ is going to be here soon. Yeah. I'm going to grab the shirt. Yeah. Go ahead and throw that shirt. On. I've also noticed that apparently
2: my undershirts keep a lot of their, their moisture wicking. Cause I'm feeling a lot of moisture. <laughs> it's like a them. wet
0: towel. So, yeah. what, I just got out of a pool with this thing. Uh, showed cash show me this week. I'll be honest. It's like the rest of the show. Just kind of a free for all. I am buying soda stuff at the show this week. Soto Ooh. pricing is way down. I think we're going to see multiple spikes. Yes. Dips, but also multiple spikes across this year. Um, The mass produced Soto PSA 10 type of base stuff, Soto and Acuna, I think they've both come way down, but Soto way more. I just think we'll see both of those guys go on tears when they're fully healthy, where they will hit like, you know, nine home runs in three weeks and their teams will win 12 out of 14 games and they'll be all over ESPN. I think there's, I I don't think we're going to see Soto pricing get any lower than it is right now. So I am a buy on Soto stuff. His 2018, just to give you one example, the 2018 uh tops update paper card was like 350 for a psa 10 it's doing like 200 bucks right now i think that's a buy tops chrome update has come down 30 40 percent i just think all that cheap stuff is a buy i'm not going on and buying his first bowman autos because they're thousands of dollars but any other patch autos from immaculate from national treasures all his market's just soft right now and it should be we're over a month into the season I'm a buy on Soto and I'm a buy on Acuna, especially like the Acuna Heritage stuff we talked about. The Gypsy Mm -hmm. Queen, all those random tops, just paper brands. I like PSA 10s of both of those guys. So and I'm and straight cash only for me at the show. I'm still just looking to devour Tua stuff. I want to buy a bunch of Tua stuff. One guy I was planning on buying, but I am repulsed by was Sam Darnold. Remember we talked about he's the guy who got traded to the Panthers? Why are you down on Darnold? So I thought I thought realistically, like, hey, his prison PSA 10s, I don't know. It's probably like an $80 to $100 card. He was garbage the last year and a half. Shouldn't have any market. He got traded to Carolina, but it's not like they're a contender by any means. Yeah. His card's like 180 bucks. I am not spending $180 on Darnold. Can stuff.
2: I say, I think that's your fault. I think you, I think you underestimate the power of the show,
0: and you, you jacked up his price on yourself. I would not touch... Now, what has not moved is like Darnold patch autos. You can still get like decent two-color patch autos for 50 to 75 bucks with certain brands. I'm good taking a chance on those because if him and CMC have like a crazy season where they're just putting up big offensive numbers, I like it. But I'm out on prism. And, and quite frankly, I don't want to be holding that stuff long-term anyways. So um, yeah, there you go. Okay, You well, don't have one this week, right? Which I is Well,
2: I will say it is funny that you say Soto because... He was my most valuable NFT from the Tops Digital.
0: What's Tops Digital doing right now? It's, is that way down?
2: Uh, so, for everybody who forgot, I spent about a thousand dollars on Tops Digital. I at one point it was up to like seventeen hundred bucks, right. for the entire collection. As of this, actually, since everything in crypto is dropping, I'm going to check it again right now. Oh, I'm glad I did because it. Yeah, I just dropped another 15, 20%. So it's down to $550. But the packs are super
0: strong, aren't they? Aren't the packs still selling high? So
2: I still have an unopened pack that the pricing has actually gone up a little bit on that. All right,
0: well, let's add uh, DJ in here. Most importantly, so we can learn how to pronounce his last name. How are you doing, DJ? Hey, good. How are you guys? Doing good. First question, most important. How do you pronounce your last name?
1: (laughs) Leave the I and the C out. So spell it K-A-Z-N-E-R-Z-A-K. Kazmerzak.
0: Oh, Kazmerzak.
1: I like that. That I mean, how often,
0: over or under the percentage of times you've been called Kaz, though?
1: Uh, (laughs) 90-something percent. That was, that's my nickname, Caz, Kazmanian Devil, et cetera. Ooh, Devil. I like that. Well, hey,
0: we, we appreciate you joining us. So for guys who don't know, DJ is the Vice President of Sales at Panini, correct?
1: Vice President of, of Sales and Product Development, both. Okay. Oh, cool.
0: Well, hey, we appreciate you joining us. The reason for it, obviously, I mean, I've seen you've kind of made the rounds with some of the podcasts. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to hang on with a blanket statement because most people have heard this by now. So the target shutdown of retail is just temporary. Yes, This is not a permanent thing. We're not going to see some brand new distribution pipeline come out or anything like that. No, correctly.
1: there's I, there's two different things going on here. I know the rumor went out last week that, that Panini, us, were going to cut out distributors and sell everything direct to consumer. That's not going to happen. And, and how do I know? Because I'm the guy that sets the policy. So that's not going to happen, right? The second uh, Which part- I'm
0: shocked by, by the way. I have always wondered why Panini—and and, and I have huge accounts with Southern. I've met you at a bunch of the Southern Hobby Parties with Chris. I'm local— I have always wondered why you guys have not done just for a money standpoint. I'm glad you don't. I have big accounts there, so that's not even not even on the table.
1: Well, there's a lot of value-added things that distributors service. We could have a whole we could have a whole eight-hour discussion on on the purpose and and the and what distribution does. I would tell you that where the industry is now in terms of volumes. It'd be awfully difficult for a company to service that by themselves.
0: Just for the infrastructure, shipping, the logistics. Okay. So that's completely off the table.
1: That's off the table. Now, now okay. Target Target's dealing with their own issues. And again, I respect what they need to do for their brand and their business. They've had some incidents at their stores as well documented. And they had one last Friday in Milwaukee. And this seems to be the one that has really been the proverbial straw. And and there was a, a, a person that came out of the store with trading cards and they were assaulted in the parking lot. Um, they were uh, concealed carry themselves and they defended themselves, but the shopping center was shut down for an hour.
0: Apparently, We're flying so- there in about two hours, by the way, we're, go- <laughs> we're going to Wisconsin. To- I am yeah. excited to get accosted in Wisconsin. Yeah. So Anyways. there
1: you go. So, 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 Target realizes that right now their their challenge is coming from people queuing up to buy products. So they want to put a better system and experience in place for their customers and their and their employees. Now, the clarification is everybody seems to think that all trading cards are coming out of Target. It's not all. It's four categories right now. It's baseball, it's football, it's basketball, and it's Pokemon. <laughs> So okay. Notice some other ones I left off. NASCAR, UFC, NHL.
0: Soccer. Those will still be available there. They'll still be available
1: if they haven't all been purchased in the blink of an eye like most stuff does, but yes. Gotcha. So it's not a it's not a all thing.
2: So as far as that goes though, DJ, I know that there's talk that they're still going to be selling them online. Does yep. that mean that that could is that a possibility that The future is all online sales
1: only. I, you know, I I can't speak for Target. I can tell you that that's not. If if Target was or any retailer was to go to an all online, uh, then at that point I have my own online direct to consumer business. So that would be a different that would be a different discussion
2: if that ever. Gets put on the table. Well, because then you have like those guys who have these bots that go out there and buy stuff automatically. And it, then you do start getting it where yes. the guys can't get their
0: hands on it. That's so, right. yeah, yep. hopefully so, not. So Jesse plays foolish, but my co-host here is actually a big wig at, at Dell. I was not aware of how, how big these bots were. I'm um, I mean, And, and he, just a misconception, I'm going to go out and spend a thousand bucks. When me and Jesse legitimately looked into it, what was it, like 40 to 60 grand, Jess, to have oh, a bot yeah. made? Oh, yeah
2: we could buy one we could like lease one for like a few 10 20k but like even then we didn't own it and we'd have to pay more to customize it yeah yeah
0: so this thought that like just the normal you know john around the corner is using a bot to buy stuff is is totally inaccurate these things are way more advanced i am curious is there anything you guys can do i know you've gone to the dutch auction uh set up when you go direct which is fu- I mean to me at that point a bot really is not a factor cuz you guys start them so high we see that they drop gradually that shows that it's kind of working is the dutch auction just going to be the um, is that just going to be the wave of the future when you're moving hobby on panini direct or are you still going to do somewhere to set price?
1: I, I would never say that everything is permanent. We obviously, one of the reasons we did it is because of bots. Because they're like, okay, if the bots want to come in and crush us at the top number, crush us at the top number.
2: Yeah,
0: right? sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah.
1: So, because that definitely, that curtailed the bot action on those products immediately. Because people are like, oh no, we don't want to. And that's why we started some of those absurdly high rates, right? People were probably sitting there going, they'll never sell a box for that. You're right, we won't. <laughs> and so... But yeah, I mean, we box, It's it's amazing how incredible they can adapt within a couple hours, right? They can come in and you you've modified your site, uh, and and you stop them this time or you slow them down. You don't ever really truly stop them, but you slow sure. them down, and then they just reinvent themselves. They rewrite the code, they redo the whole thing, and, and they come in again, right? So, um, it's it's a constant um, it's a constant battle, and that's why I say yeah, if a, if a target or a Walmart or anybody went to where they wanted to sell all of their product online. And we'd have to talk about that because bots would be
0: a factor. So you guys have some ability to restrict how they sell when it comes to that. I mean, how does that work?
1: I don't have any ability to restrict how they handle the product. Once they have the product, right? Once I sell the product to the category manager that services either Walmart or Target, then once they have the product, I, I, it's out of, I, I mean, I can, I can call and say, hey, I'm, I'm not fond of what happened here or there. But once I sell them the product, it, it's their product, right? What I can do is decide I don't want to sell them the product or provide them as much product. So if, I, if, I, if, if we start to deem that some things are becoming uh, in a way that we don't uh, love, then we might rethink our allocation process. So, DJ, let me ask you, if
2: Target is going to be putting a hold right now, does that mean that you'll have additional product to sell to, say, Walmart or another distribution uh, center? Or are they still buying it and they're just holding it?
1: Yeah, for that's, again, I'm being completely transparently. Everything is is kind of in process right now. They, they, want, they want the product that they've currently already committed to to be protected. And I understand that because the marketplace is really hot. Um, I'll have to see what happens over time uh, in terms of how that goes. I think the the, the immediate goal with the products that would have released next week and the week after, however long this may run, the, the intent is they're going to try to sell the majority of that product through their online site. That's not a long-term plan. That's a short-term plan. But yes, right now we haven't adjusted um, we haven't adjusted the, their purchase orders or anything like that.
0: When it comes to to the retailers, by the way, I'm just curious, and I don't know if you have the figure on the top of your head, how how many percentage-wise, what would you say the percentage of retail that go to those two in particular, Walmart and Target, compared to just individual? Because I know some guys with unbelievably big, just direct accounts who get cases of retail which is yeah. I have a no problem with it's it, it, the
1: two of them make up probably eighty percent of the retail business okay um, wow yeah I mean' they're, they're the majority of it but we have you you know it's not a secret we have been selling some retail items into hobby because quite frankly pricing had gotten so so high on some items and hobby shops were clamoring for some lower priced items and that's when we started to sell some retail skews, hanger boxes, blaster boxes. But as as w- is the case in this industry most of the time, a good idea eventually gets abused, if you will. And that's kind of what we're at now. We're kind of where everybody's kind of abusing it because of just the resale. It's It's a typical supply and demand situation that we're in right now. The demand is still so far ahead of the supply. And the supply can't really be adjusted much. Believe me, if I could adjust it, Closer to the demand, I would, but you're capped by things like uh, autographs because athletes will only sign a certain number of autographs. Yeah. How so many there, jerseys you got, can you cut up? Jerseys, man. can you get and all that, right? So, yeah. you so uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, and there's always, we're in the collectibles industry, so you do always have to consider how much is
0: enough. You don't want to walk all the way up to that
1: line, right? get the whole thing over. But, I mean, that's the thing. The demand is just so far ahead of the supply right now.
0: Hey, so one thing we've heard with supply too, more product specific here. You know, Prism basketball, I would say to me, is, is the gold standard now in basketball. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. You get cases for three grand. Even now, three grand is the biggest markup from distributors I've ever paid. But who cares? You're getting 25000 on release. There has been this thought, and I'm curious if there's any truth to it the level of production, just the quantity over the past two to three years, from the Luca to the Zion to now the LaMelo year. Any idea how much more Prism is being printed now, percentage wise, than even just last year?
1: I've got an idea. I'm not going to tell you, but I would tell you. I would, t- I would tell you that the large. We appreciate the honesty. Yeah, the largest <laughs> increase has occurred on the retail side, not on the hobby.
0: Where well, was the honesty? He didn't answer the question, Jesse. What are you talking about?
1: Sarcasm. Sarcasm.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, is there i re- I'm just curious. Is there a reason you you don't? Because that is one of the biggest questions we get. I'm sure you guys hear it all the time. Hey, there's yeah. way more Prism hobby this year than anything else, or or whatever. No, the,
1: the, the hobby numbers have stayed pretty consistent.
0: It's the okay, retail so it's
1: the retail number that has that has been
0: increased. I mean are we talking like twofold?
1: Uh yeah, it's safe to say it's been twofold.
0: Really? Okay. Threefold? I mean fourfold. I'll stop at <laughs> twofold. Okay. I, I actually don't mind retail numbers. I, I wish there was a couple, not premium, I don't need Prism, but I, I wish there were a couple just exclusive retail products you guys printed the crap out of. Because I do, we do hear, you know, the kids and stuff in the market, which I think is by and large a myth. Most of it's the kids' parents who want to make money. But there are some kids still. I think it'd be great if there were some retail products that just were unbelievably there's, produced. But there's
1: a lot of things on the product side that we've obviously been considering and trying sure. to report. Because, I mean, there there is a... There's a there's a fine line between you know um, uh, a, a hot market and then a, just a, a an incredibly uh, inaccessible too hot market right so yeah we we are concerned about that because I, I do I don't like getting I get lots of you know direct messages or people just call me out on social about you know you're you, you're pricing me out of the hobby you're knocking me out of the hobby I I can't when I go to get my laundry detergent I used to just spin down the aisle and grab a pack or a box or whatever is there and I can't do that anymore it's not fun I don't like reading that stuff I'm a collector I've been a collector my whole life and and I don't like it so I mean it is on our mind we are trying to figure out some things that we can do we've been working on a kids crate program to be sold through hobby shops that the price is controlled that that's going to release sometime this summer so we are trying to get some things out there because I do realize that The future of the industry is new collectors, and it's tough to be a new collector right now in this marketplace.
0: Yeah, I kind of view you guys as PSA, to be honest. Like, I kind of put you guys in the same boat. People get mad about the pricing and the delays, but I think, yeah, so great. If PSA hires 10,000 new graders and stuff comes back in two weeks, we have a flooded market. It's not worth anything. We just sunk the ship. And if Panini, if you guys just said, hey, we're going to print to meet demand. I've also been in the game long enough to realize, you know, five years ago, I remember specifically in 2016, and I, we weren't alone. We were big breakers, other big break rooms doing one to two million. So not on the, you know, not major side, but moving to quite a bit of product. We didn't take NT football because you had to buy collegiate NT with it. And we couldn't break even. So I do recognize we're in a crazy hot market, but we're not that far removed from a totally different universe where Bowman and NT... Tops and Panini products were not profitable. So I got to think there's some reservation there with, hey, if if things revert back to that, you know, and we've printed 300X, that's an issue.
1: Yeah, no, I and I, you know, listen, I've been in the business almost 30 years at this point. So I've seen, this is my second extremely high point I've seen. And I certainly saw the crash last time. There's a lot of differences this time. They're all exclusives, right? Whereas with last time there were seven or eight manufacturers per sport. So there's a lot of things that are different now. But yes, I mean, we have long-term contracts with most of our partners. So clearly if I do something in the short term that is, uh, you know, irrational or irresponsible, it affects only me in the long term. It affects my business. So yes, we're, we're very cautious or calculated, I guess is a better word because we're really, you know, uh, about what we do. But yeah, we have to think about, you know, a few years from now because these are, these are long-running contracts. So, DJ, I do have a
2: question for you. I know you don't have a ton of time left for us, but oh no, I'm um, good. I
1: thought you guys were flying somewhere.
2: Yeah, we're
0: flying. We don't have time, Jesse.
2: Yeah, well, (laughs) um, well, my question being is, and this may be a totally different segment of the business for you, and you may not have your pulse on it, but what is the deal with NFT (laughs) in Panini? Is there any or is there anything that you guys may? Or may not do in the future.
1: Yeah. So so we've been doing, you know, we've been digit, we've been doing blockchain since January of 20. So we've been doing it for a year and a half. We are getting ready to go into the pack business. Um, that was always planned. We we haven't gotten to market quite as fast as some others have, but it was always in our in our plan. Our NBA pack product is going to release uh at the end of this month.
0: At that time, what platform is that going on, DJ? At that
1: time, we're gonna at that time we're gonna take our private blockchain. So far, our 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 blockchain has been private and we are going to take it public at that point we are also going to start accepting cryptocurrency which we haven't done up until this point so we are now going to to move out into the into the public because now we're going to be selling product digitally like we do physically blind pack product honestly i think that's huge
0: well i, I remember back in january february though of 20 because that was what 2019 you guys started that or 2020
1: 2020 the beginning of last year just before the pandemic that's-
0: yeah. I remember how much we, people hated that. It was like, what is this? And now you've got blockchain <laughs> cards. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah, it's funny. Collect-
1: it, it, it's what everybody wants to talk about. Certainly. Sure. You know, and, and it's, and it's, and, and it's cool. And, and listen, we've been on it from the beginning. We haven't, it's one of those things where all of a sudden now it's white hot. So now we have to move faster, but we were, the plan always was to get to a, to a pack product and, and strategy. So we're there now. So you'll see it. And we're going to roll out Pack product in many of our uh, sports that we have licenses in, so it won't just be NBA and it won't just be NFL. You'll see some other some other offerings, UFC, um, a variety
0: of things. Yeah, which by the way, UFC Prism, that was one of the few products we were right about here. My God, that stuff. And then that's crazy the best best $126 on a hobby box i ever spent in my life i'll tell you that yeah, that stuff absolutely and, and the cards
1: the cards look fantastic i mean prism in general looks great but those cards look really good the photography blended real well into the into the designs and stuff and they look really really great and uh, you know we're really really proud of that but there was no accident that we picked prism as the brand to release the first ufc part, product
0: with Yep, makes no, sense. Smart. Well, hey, that's it. I mean, like I said, we want to be brief. We got to catch a flight. And I had just, again, for the listeners, I literally just started messaging DJ out of the blue on Twitter. Didn't even expect to get back. So I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Uh, we do we do appreciate the answers. I was sick of just speculating and hearing all these stupid rumors and people posting pictures of their local Target. I just yeah, and, I, and,
1: and I'll update you if anything uh, you know develops or changes uh, over the next few days. Because, I mean, I am in I am in conversations. It's funny when people call me out and say, how do you know what Target's going to do, right? I, I was in the out. media. Some, some, <laughs> yeah, I'm like yeah because I had a meeting with them and we talked about it so and again they could change their mind I will say that I mean they could change their mind what they tell what they want to do this week or they are doing next week they may have a different so yes it could change and by the way the release that we released on Monday the blog statement that had a quote from me where we said we support retail distribution and some other thing, that no, nothing has changed. People are now saying that we didn't tell the truth or we weren't honest. And No, my, our position is exactly the same as it was then. I, we still support distribution, you know, brick and mortar distribution, other types of distribution, sort of like how we started the conversation. And this doesn't change anything. Uh, it doesn't change anything at all. And honestly, long term, Target intends to uh, have all lines of trading cards back in their store. Nice.
0: Good deal. Well, there you go. Maybe next time you can throw a Tom Brady on the back of your wall, by the way. I don't no, appreciate that Peyton Manning thing. But... No, 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 Pe- Peyton stays, huh? You, it's okay. you,
1: can't, you can't see my Derek G. Or that's up here in front. You can't see oh, this, Oh, boy. You can't see oh. this, though.
0: There you go. You know, oh, I was wondering about boy. that, but after I pushed you on the retail thing, I was like, you know what? I don't know if I should be making fun of this guy. I had some bald jokes ready to go. I, just, I was born
1: in Jersey. I was born in Jersey. My parents are both from Schenectady, New York. That's where the Yankee thing comes from.
0: Oh, because you're down in Texas, right?
1: Yeah, but I am a—I grew up in North Carolina, so I'm really a, a native North Carolinian. But, yes, I'm in Dallas now.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Well, All right, fellas. Dallas. Safe flight. Good deal. Thanks, Thanks. Have a good one, DJ. Yep. Well, there you go. That was DJ, the VP of sales and was it product development? Is that what he said? Yep. Thank you, Jesse. Back Why would you ask there. me that? I don't know. What um, yeah, I mean, nothing earth shattering there for most people, other than the fact that so many people were freaking out about this whole thing, you know, that they're never going to carry retail again. To temp- seems like a temporary shutdown. I hope to God they don't just go all.
2: Yeah, I think that's the one thing that I'm. If still, you're gonna like, just I, go
0: all online sales, just sell it all to blow out the other two biggest companies around because that's it. They have the bots; they can afford it. I, I hope that doesn't happen, um but you know, we'll see.
2: I wish I would have asked them. I I was just ask thinking me. about pretend this. I'll tend to be him. Hang on, go. Maybe you even know the answer. But what other retail places, because he said 80% goes to Walmart and Target, but what other places besides like your small hobby shops? Like
0: I, th- I think that's what he's talking about. Just the overall amass of these, because not all hobby shops are small. you got some doing 10, 15 million a year. I think a lot of them get, and even distribution gets retail now. We used to get a case of just about every, re- or a half case of every retail product.
2: Okay, I was going to ask if there's any other nationwide, like a Dollar General or something like that that has oh, those I cards.
0: I don't know. Yeah, that I don't know about. But I know distribution gets some. Let's get DJ back on here. Hey, D- DJ. D- did we D- did we lose? We lost. VP
2: of Sales and Product Development. Opinion. That's what I said.
0: There you go. Yeah, you're let Hey, right. let's, let's, we got like 10 minutes. Hit some mailbag questions quick and we got to go. I got to finish packing. Actually, I got to take the dogs to the park too. I haven't updated you. Got attacked. Both of them got in a little skirmish the other day. Lady Whoa. walked in with a Lady walked in with a mutt. It was just the two of us in there having a good time. Three of us, me, Brady and Griffey. He was cool at first, then he started getting a little rough. He knocked Griffey down, started growling at him so she leashed him up. Let him go for some reason. He went after Brady and I was trying to catch him cuz I could tell Brady was running cuz he wasn't playing.
2: He was running away or at him? Yeah,
0: running away from Brady was okay. running away from him. The only thing I felt good about, I couldn't quite get him, but as he moved by, I gave him a nice jab right to the hip <laughs> and sent the thing like rolling and tumbling. Then he got up and chased again before he got leashed. I felt good about that. Anytime I can take a shot at somebody with 20% of my body weight, he's about 40. This was dog. the
2: lady that you took a hip shot to. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, just a salting <laughs> dog owners here in Tennessee. Yep, yeah,
2: perfect. Mailbag, Barry Craver. Oh God, never mind. <laughs> the first question we had was, what's the target situation? All right, let's keep going. Way to go reading that question. Hey, but Barry got a shout out. Good for him. Barry's a good dude. I like Barry. Brooks Caston from the Facebook. <laughs> Do's and don'ts when attending a card show.
0: Oh, so we've talked about this quite a bit, right? For me, um, don't spend a ton of time at one table. Don't waste... Like, if if deals are not... Here's my motto, and you'll Jesse, you'll see this. If I realize early in the deal, or early in the visit to that table or booth, prices are crap, I don't hold out hope that just because he's overpriced on these nine things, that 10th thing is not going to be. I move yeah. on very quick. I have a very short... No no shock here. I have a very <laughs> short fuse. It's fine. People can price stuff whatever they want. If I notice your prices are high, I just don't waste a lot of time there. Um, so that's a don't. What's a do? Have accessible funds. Like I talked about Venmo Cash App, PayPal Cash. I'm bringing the checkbook. Just be uh, have availability to pay however these guys want to get paid in case you come across a good deal. And then try spend your time with people who have good deals. Some guys are like, oh, you got to have one or two things, and that's who you should be chasing and locked in. That's fine if you're going there just to buy PC stuff. But if yeah. you're going there with the thought of, you know, like me, I want to buy some PC stuff, but I also, I want to find one nice PC item. That's really my goal. If I can find just one, but I also want to spend a ton of money and say, hey, I can make 10 to 20% on the flip side of this.
2: Here's then my goal. Just continue Stop cutting off s- Yeah, continue Stop cutting me saying. off. You're done. You're gonna bring we got your answer. Go Here's my goal. I am going to do what someone, uh, actually, it was Mike Tucker on Facebook. I'm going to start... From a very low area of a Phil Mickelson PSA 9. Oh, you're doing the trade-up. I'm doing the trade-up to see what kind of card I end up with at the end of the show. I believe he the referenced
0: the Dwight Schrute trade-up. However, what he left off is Dwight ended up trading that telescope for the magic bean from <laughs> Jim. magic
2: beans, I could exactly. see you
0: doing something dumb like that. You work your way up to like a 52 mantle and the guy's like, here's a Michael Jordan reprint. And you just walk away happy.
2: We don't know all of science. We You're can't gonna explain are going to be doing it. a lot Beans of, could do
0: something. A lot of filming is what you'll be doing there.
2: Okay. Back to the serious answer, this, though. If this... you
0: find a table that has good pricing, I like to have an open mind. If this guy's willing to move stuff and package stuff together, even if it's things I didn't have any intent on buying originally, if all of a sudden I'm going to spend X amount of dollars and yeah, I'll knock another 10% off, spend money. Like, Find the tables that are worth it and spend your time there.
2: I'm not doing a lot of filming. You I'll film it. some. You can film.
0: Dude, I have that camera set up. You are using it. And you're wearing a shirt. Next question. Let's go. We got we got a few minutes. Let's go. No one cares.
2: Edward Gilroy from the Facebook. What's your opinion on Crown Royal NBA? It's sort of weird and cool, but outside PC, is there any value?
0: Outside PC, it's tough. I think it's awesome for the PC side. Silhouettes, crazy high end. The secondary market on Crown is always very hot. It had the Kabooms. Uh, yeah, Kaboom, not downtown. Has the silhouettes of vets and rookies. It's a great product. That's not one that I would rip with the intent of making money ripping. If you have a case of it though, you can make money just holding sealed product. Or I, yeah, I'm, I'm all about chasing those singles down. I like the design of the card.
2: Oh, okay. Um, okay.
0: Who are the three players going into the Hall of Fame this weekend? Kobe. Oh man. Dude, no way. If you if you ace this wow. test, I'm going to be so irritated. We've
2: talked about this so many times too.
0: Give me one of the other
2: two.
0: Durant. And? And Boston um, guy. Um not Durant. No, it's uh it's the coach. No, Kevin Garnett, you're done. Okay, move
2: along. Next who's, who's the G- coach of the the team that I'm thinking of?
0: No, no coach going in. I don't know. I don't think there is okay. Phil Jackson. Go. Okay. Dang it, I was so close. <laughs> I was doing great. so well. What time is this flight? What time are we leaving? Three o'clock? Uh we
2: no, I'll be picking you up at like two thirty. Oh, you better move along. I gotta go to the park. These boys gotta All right. run. How do you view the market? This is Garrett McW from the Facebook. How do you view the market of players that are on teams where the star player is hurt? Uh, for example, Eloy and Robert get hurt. Mankata is now put in a bigger run production role. Does his market suffer because the team's outlook isn't as optimistic? Or does it go up because he's now a bigger
0: cog in the wheel? baseball it's tough I think sometimes baseball we get so focused like that's actually a good example the White Sox because when they're healthy Eloy was so overshadowed by Louis Robert pricing it was insane even though Eloy had awesome power numbers the year before it was like there was just so much focus on the one there wasn't as much trickle down when they're both gone to me in baseball you just I think that team loses so much notoriety because of the front end it's possible But like in that example, Moncada would have to play out of his mind. He has been so overlooked because of the other two, overshadowed. He would have to really produce. But in basketball, I think it's totally different. A good example of that is when Jamal Murray went down for the Nuggets. MPJ stepped in, played a big role, has played well. His prices have spiked. I like it to play more in basketball, and I love to play in football. If a quarterback goes down, we all acknowledge the backup is not going to lead the team like Brady did in 2001. Like a backup's probably not going to step in and win. But there's a tension on the backup. It's a focal point. Baseball, not so much. Okay. Um, and I said, Robert. What kind of space is there in the seating on the plane?
2: It's two seats. We're first class, baby. Can I have the window? No, I call it. What... Here's, the, here's the thing. Whatever it is, you get window one way and the other person gets window the other way.
0: I got a, I got a text message. We can upgrade to a cabana room at this hotel. We got to talk to these people at the resort. I have no idea. Next question.
2: Is it outside? Cabanas? Taking the dogs. Okay. Me. I've decided.
0: Uh, um, let's see. Um, you're going to be here at 2.30? Yeah. Oh, God. Move, you, yeah, we got Okay, two more. We got quick. over an hour and a half. I got to pack and go to the dog park, bro. You haven't packed? I mostly I packed. I packed last night. Mostly God. packed. Good Not to mention... together. We're boarding the dogs for the first. Well, we may board them for a night or two. I don't know. Oh, I thought you weren't. I thought they. Well, canceled. we found a nice place in Hendersonville. Really nice. Like they got cameras really? on. You can check on the dogs later. They have. Is it live play. camera?
2: Like where you yeah. can watch like anytime. Yeah. Oh, you guys Pretty are cool.
0: obsessed with that. A little paws and claws. Shout out. There you go. Right behind <laughs> KFC. They can eat well. Oh, uh, behind there. KFC. You know KFC.
2: Uh, not a sponsor. Um,
0: cool. All
2: right. Last question then. Let's see. Uh, Jin Thon from the Facebook. With all this huge hype over the incoming QB class in the NFL, my question is, when do these guys from last year and now this year to a Burrow, Herbert, Trevor, uh, go from being hyped? Well, he said Trevor, but yeah, he is this year. Go from being hyped to journeyman in the hobby?
0: Not the sophomore year. Herbert and Burrow could come out and be terrible the first three weeks. There will not be that much of a drop. There will be a huge spike if they come out and play really well. Tua, especially. Honestly, I think Tua and Jalen Hurts have the most room for growth. I don't know what I don't know what Herbert could do to be better than he was last year, aside from win more games, which but his pricing is so high, I think he has to do that to maintain. Burrow, despite what I thought, talk about this is all just a show of stuff I was wrong about. I thought Burrow prices were going to collapse in the offseason. Injured, missed the last half of the year. Then we have the offseason. It hasn't happened. His stuff is still super high and strong. It's almost comparable to Herbert in a lot of areas. So I don't think much happens with him unless he comes out and plays unbelievable. I think playing very good is just enough to hold it. So I don't think they're going to view them as journeymen, but I don't know what they do barring winning games and putting up phenomenal numbers to to bump their pricing. But Tua and Jalen Hurts are in a different camp entirely. If those guys come out and are terrible for the first three or four weeks, that market's going to suffer faster. They're, they're by no means, even though they have the same amount of playing time roughly, Herbert has showed us a full season. Burrow showed us whatever it was, the first six or eight games. Very good play. The flip side, though, if Tua comes out and looks good in week one, that's when I would be selling Tua. I think we'll see a quicker spike. It'd be like, hey, this guy's selling for 20% of Burrow and Herbert. Same class, same product, but look what he's doing now. All of a sudden, his prices start to jump. I move him. Same with Jalen Hurts.
2: Move him early in the season I think if so. if he does well. Okay. Those
0: two, Herbert and Burrow, if the teams look like they're relevant playoff-wise, coming up toward the end, I would hold and see what happens. Give me one more. I want to roll. Plus, I want to go to 115, so one more. Here we go.
2: A lot of these are about SGC, which we talked a lot about. Um, Brian McGuire, are cheese curds allowed in Jesse's diet while in Wisconsin? That's a Jesse this question. Is a thing. I, uh, I've eaten a lot of cheese curds in my day. Of the maybe 30 or 40 questions from this morning... At least five of them were about cheese curds. I don't know what the deal is with cheese curds and the popularity in Wisconsin. Aren't they just cheese sticks? Are they well, the same thing. I mean, it's basically it's fried cheese. And granted, yeah. I like the it. only the only time I've had them is at Culver's. We have a Culver's uh, fast food place, and they've got them. Giddy up! I that if it's any different than that, I'll let you know. And uh, yes, I'll probably break my diet a little bit while we're there, but not a lot. of bit.
0: Are we getting an update before we go, or are we saving for? That? I, I, we're not pressuring you.
2: I'm at a new low, but not a lot new low. Uh, but I. But the good news is I've kept off what I've lost. Nice. And I'm down like another pound.
0: So. I grew nine inches. I'm six three now, so it's great. So you're both, a liar. Both That's a lie, Mike. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have a ton of content up on our own YouTube state uh, YouTube channel, not station. Sports cards nonsense. We'll have a bunch of stuff there from the card show. We're gonna try to document a bunch of stuff. Um. As always, make sure you check out the website, sportscardsnonsense.com. has our grading services on there. A couple of things on there, too. There were a couple of questions this week about, hey, shortage of supplies. Um, that was one that came up a few times. If you go to the page, either our own um, website, you can go to Card Services, Columbia Hobby. That's my buddy, Steve Tingwall. We're going to do a Facebook Live with Steve this upcoming week as well. But Columbia Hobby has massive amounts of pro- of, um, not product of supplies. I would say check him out. And then the other question I saw, two questions this week. I talked to PC Sports. Of course, they do our graded consignment. But five-star seller, or no, five-star cards. I always say seller. Also linked on our website. Matt does raw eBay consignment. He does graded as well, but you can also do raw there. And even like lets you fluctuate like start times and different things like that. We get a lot of complaints about, hey, it's hard to sell. It's hard to move cards. That's why I just say, if you're not going to sell them on social media, just consign them on eBay with one of those two guys. That's what I would do. So yeah we're looking forward to going to the show uh i'm excited i haven't been to a show in forever i've got some cash i've got some cards see what happens up there looking forward to it having fun in a couple Mickelson. years so i'm really you got, excited you got phil the trade-up I begins that is your show brought to you by the ringer podcast network and spotify you can listen wherever you get your podcast though make sure you check it out and we'll be back on monday have a good weekend good bye guys